Good afternoon, everyone. So normally, every day at this time during the sit, we'll be offering some kind of guided practice, guided meditation. And today, what I'd like to do is do some teaching. I'll offer just some short reflections, and then we'll do a tiny bit of guided and mostly allow you a lot of quiet time to play and discover in your own body-mind, given these instructions. So I want to talk about the five nivaranas, which is the Pali word that's often translated as hindrance. Although it's a difficult word, when we hear this word hindrance, often there's negative connotations. And so nivarana in Pali kind of like dukkha, as Nico was talking about. It's more evocative as in Pali, I think. Nivarana literally means that which obstructs or could be that which hinders. I think of it as here we are going along a path and there's a wall, <laughs> you know, or yeah, a big ditch. So these are the the five nivaranas, and they're states that can hinder our practice, but the reason I don't want to get too negative about them is that they only hinder us if we're not mindful of them. And if we fold them into our mindfulness practice, we get very curious, we use them as our anchor, our object of meditation. They are onward leading. We learn so much about how we are with difficulty as we practice with the Nivaranas. And for those who are seasoned meditators in the room, you know these are five friends. We know them so well, don't we? So just to encourage a very friendly attitude that these Nivaranas, they, you know, what we resist persists. And so if we have aversion or judgment when they arise, it can be more difficult to work with them. So often in my own quiet sitting, I'm bowing to them. I'm saying, oh, hello, little Nivarana. Welcome. So I'll name them, Oren already did. So the five Nivaranas, five hindrances, sensory desire, they kind of come in pairs. Sensory desire is the first one. Second one is aversion or ill will. So flip sides of the same coin. And then the next two also a pair, sleepiness and restlessness. Those two come together. And then the fifth one is doubt, which stands all on its own because in some ways this is the, it's a deep one. It's a difficult one. So just a few ways to work with each, and then we'll practice on our own. Sensory desire. Do you ever notice that today? Should be walking, but you find yourself down in the dining room having a cup of tea instead. Oh, I just really want to go do this thing. Find some pleasant experience in the midst of a kind of plotting schedule. So it's can, sensory desire can look like, you know, you're finding ways to 
get some pleasure, you're fantasizing in your practice. There's this kind of sticky feeling. And so often when I'm having this arise, really allow it, you know, watch out for judgment. You can name it and then get very curious about how it feels in the body. And the antidote for this kind of reaching out for something we don't have is a kind of contentment. So how is it, this is often what I'm doing, if the cup of tea is my desired object, I'll give myself just five minutes. Okay, okay, we'll get tea later, but how is it to just sit for five minutes and cultivate a sense of enoughness? Maybe just standing here is enough for five minutes. You know, do a couple more back and forth walking and then revisit the tea. So how is it to lean into enoughness? Contentment. Ill will, aversion, this comes up in all ways. We can feel ill will towards ourselves. You know, kind of perfectionist striving. I'm not doing it right. I'm not good enough. Can come up towards others. There's a name for this because it's so common. We call it the vipassana vendetta. When there's just something about this person, um, your mind keeps attaching to it. Ill will, you know, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too bright, it's all the things. So first we know it, we bow to it. And we notice the unpleasant. It's unpleasant to have aversion in the mind. So can we bring in some compassion? Oh, okay, I really feel you, the not liking this, not liking this. You know, compassion for the one that's angry or upset or even just slightly irritated, annoyed. Metta, loving kindness, is the traditional antidote to ill will. So starting with yourself, because you're the first one who's suffering when you're having aversion. Sleepiness. Sleepiness happens in the body. It also happens in the mind. So traditionally, we use these archaic words called sloth and torpor. And this one can feel like we're really just heavy. And this is normal in the first few days. You've heard us mention it because we're slowing down. And often slowing down is the cue for the body to go to sleep. And so if you're feeling drowsy or dullness in the mind the first few days, know that's very normal. And especially in these first, the beginning of the retreat, just to really fully allow that. Enjoy the feeling of being sleepy. It's all kind of pleasant, the dull, soft, sleepy. And then as the retreat moves on and you're still feeling sleepy, sometimes we're just tired and that's probably what's happening today. You know, we're slowing down, need rest. But throughout the retreat, if you're still getting sleepy, sometimes that's a sign that the mind is resisting something. And that's okay too. But you can bring some curiosity, some investigation into, am I really tired? Am I really sleepy right now? Do I need to sleep? Or is there something here underneath that the mind is just wanting to turn off, turn away from? 
Not that you need to go then diving down into the deepest, most difficult thing, but to know, oh, this is maybe one of those um, response moments to see what's underneath and then titrate. You know, can feel the pleasant of sleepy and then explore a little bit. Also, traditionally, if you're sleepy, standing is great, as Nico said. Um, apparently, you're supposed to pull on your ears if you're sleepy. That can wake you up a little bit. And the joke is that's why the Buddha's ears are so long. <laughs> he had these nivaranas too. Also, uh, taking off a layer of clothing if you're too hot, you know, that can kind of awaken the body. If you're sitting in your room and want to open a window or sit outside, if you're walking and you're feeling dull, walk outside um, just to get more cool air, vividness in your mind. And then its counterpart, restlessness, also worry. Sometimes this can be like the spinning around about the past, regretting, planning the future. We've talked a bit. This is like the restlessness and worry category. Um, mm, So common in retreat. So much of our experience is driven by this underlying anxiety. So again, a lot of compassion for this mind that's just trying to be safe. You know, it's just trying to set things so that we're okay. So recognizing, oh, okay, I think restlessness is happening. I think this is anxiety. And then softening, compassion for yourself. This is a moment of pain. Probably lots of people in this room are having this at the same time. Maybe us, right? We get nervous about talks and things. (laughs) So we're all in it. Oh, recognizing that with compassion. And then slow movement can be helpful for restlessness. So the qigong, you can do some of the movements anytime that you want, that you remember. The arm swing, that one can be really nice for calming. Also very slow walking back and forth. Very nice to just settle the mind. Lying down meditation sometimes can help with restlessness. Put a hand on the you know belly, hand on the heart. And then doubt. I think we'll talk more about this one because it's many layered. You can have doubt about yourself, doubt in the teachers, doubt in the practice itself, doubt in why did I come here? Could have done something else this week. Um, So doubt often goes unnoticed. So just as a kind of playful investigation, Kind of set your compass as you're moving through your day. Really notice when is doubt here? When is doubt with me? Sometimes it feels this little undertow feeling, like you're struggling to just keep swimming. (laughs) This doubt is pulling you under. Very subtle narrative of you're not doing it well enough. Oh, I should be walking slower. Oh, I should be moving slower. Oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. That kind of very even subtle voice inside. And the classical antidote to doubt is actually contemplation. It's active reflection on what you already know. So you might not be so sure about this practice, this retreat, but you all came and made a huge effort, both those who are here in person and those who are at home online. There's lots of effort that goes into doing this. So to rely on, that was something there, motivation, 
curiosity, experience in the past with this practice, these teachings, there's already quite a lot of faith and trust in yourself in this practice, even in this place. So to engage some of that reflection, okay, well, this might not be working so well right now, but what do I know does work for me? Reflect on your past insights. Reflect on past meditations or teachings that have been helpful for you. It can be a more active antidote, but really the general instruction for all of these is to make friends with them. They're not a problem. They're such a well-known list because we all deal with them. All of us. <laughs> it's how we get awake. So when they arrive, just a deep bow and accompaniment with them, with yourself. Okay. So thank you for your kind attention, and we'll just head right into the practice now. As we settle in, you might just do kind of a temperature check in this whole body-mind system. Noticing how is it, the level of energy, the quality of the mind. And if there is a flavor of one of these five, you can be preemptive even as we begin to settle. If there's a shift in posture or you know, putting on a blanket or taking one off, they can help support the balance, the presence the integrity of your practice. And knowing, as was mentioned, that if the sleepiness really does come and you want to try standing, is such a good antidote. So you're welcome to any time throughout any sit. Just simply stand up where you are, do some standing, see what shifts. And so the practice is very simple. We're holding a responsiveness in the mind for what keeps arising. But we're also coming home again and again to this anchor, this home base. And we've offered a few. Perhaps it's the body. Perhaps it's the breath or sounds. Sound as an anchor is a really wonderful antidote. So if you're feeling very strong nivaranas, you might shift your anchor to sound and see what happens. And then just giving yourself all the authority you need, knowing you know how to respond to these difficulties. And this is how the practice gets creative and playful, is knowing in any given moment we can't give you the perfect answer. But holding a responsiveness in your heart, you'll know, oh, it's time to stand, it's time to shift anchors, it's time to practice some metta, to soften.
And so as we keep returning again and again to the anchor, we hold a flexibility in the mind, an attunement, noticing what's needed in any given moment.
whatever's happening in the body or the mind. Can we greet it like a friend? And also using discernment, the wisdom that knows, oh, it's okay to shift position. If your eyes are closed, to open them with a soft downward gaze. To do something different. Sometimes opening the eyes can help with sleepiness. And it also trains us to stay mindful even when seeing is happening. And if you're standing, such a skillful option, you're feeling mindfulness in the whole posture, the whole body from head to toe. Knowing that learning to be with difficulty is an important training. And also knowing how to respond with compassion, just as important. So moment by moment, we're staying very open and curious and learning how to cultivate and support ease, patience, kindness, steadiness of mind, and how to gently, with a lot of care, respond to difficulty so that those challenges get a little quieter. They can arise and pass just like everything else. So we're creating conditions moment by moment so that the difficulty, the unwholesome mind states slowly recede, which makes way for wholesome, beautiful qualities of the mind that often are already here. This presence, the stillness in the room, kind of sweetness of a day of practice. Just breath by quiet breath.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.